I know you love geeking out about pelvic health and I love that about you, but we got to get paid. We've got to get that J-O-B. Here's how you do it. New and seasoned OTs are finding their calling in pelvic health. After all, what's more ADL than sex, peeing, and poop? But here's the question. What does it take to become a successful, fulfilled, and thriving OT in pelvic health? How do you go from beginner to seasoned and everything in between? Those are the questions, and this podcast will give you the answers. We are inspired OTs. We are out-of-the-box OTs. We are pelvic health OTs. I'm your host, Lindsay Vestal, and welcome to the OTs in Pelvic Health podcast. You're ready to start serving your people. You are ready to get a J-O-B as a pelvic floor OT. Ha! Yes! Let's talk about the hows now. I've been offering OT Pioneers my online intro course since 2018, and my students tell me this is one of their biggest questions. So I thought I'd kick off one of our foundational episodes in my podcast, Spotlighting It. I want to share the story about how I got my first job as a pelvic health OT. So the job had been open for over a year, a year, okay? They desperately needed someone to fill this position. Well, my resume was submitted six different times and HR kept kicking it out. Why? Because the core requirement was to be a physical therapist and I was an occupational therapist. So HR just blindly thought, okay, this person doesn't meet the core requirements. I get it. I get it. Here's the thing. Don't let that stop you from trying the next step. Don't let that stop you from achieving the job of your dreams, which this was for me. Had I stopped there, I would have never known it. I personally showed up at the office. (laughs) I kindly hung around the administrative office area where all the clients would get checked in. And I was diplomatic and I was appreciative of how hard they were working. I hung around and I kindly stood there and basically said, I really want to talk to your director. I am dying to have a job in pelvic floor therapy and HR doesn't realize it, but I actually have the core requirements to work here, but my background looks a little bit different and I'd love to have the opportunity to talk to the director about this. I probably waited about an hour or so. I came right before the lunch hour. So luckily, they did walk me back there to meet the director during her lunch hour. Oh my goodness. I was shaking. I think my palms were sweatier than the Sahara Desert. But I got in. I got in. And it just so happens that the hiring manager had a old office plaque from a previous job that she had. And it just so happened that that was where I had my first job. So my background is in English. My undergraduate degree was English. So I was a technical writer for about six years before getting into OT school at NYU. And so immediately, immediately, my palms started to cool as we named through, name tossed, and just talked about people we knew at this company. And it eased it so much. 
So then I was able to segue into why I was there and how badly I wanted to work in pelvic health because I had knew my calling since I was in graduate school. I had convinced several of my professors, not all of them, but several of them that OTs even belonged in this field. Boy, did I know that I was going to have to get really good at that. (laughs) And to this day, to this day, in many ways, I feel like we're the underdog in this field. I think times are changing. I've had the privilege of training over 500 OTs and OT pioneers alone. So I know that's changing. That being said, if you find yourself in a similar situation, I want to inspire you for what has worked for me and what has worked for many of my students. So the director walked me back to meet the pelvic health supervisor. Her name was Erica, and she was amazing. She enabled me to shadow. I stayed out of the way. I was attentive. I asked appropriate questions once we finished the session. And I probably shadowed her, I would say it was our end of our fourth visit. And she looked at me and said, you really enjoy this, don't you? Your energy is infectious. And I just laughed. And I said, why do you say that? And she's like, well... Many people, after shadowing me one or two times, don't come back. They're not sure this is the right fit for them. And you're here. It's your fourth time. You've come back and you're asking great questions and you're kind of a breath of fresh air. And I just got a big smile on my face and I said, yeah, this is only confirmed. This is everything that I want to do. Two weeks later, I was offered my full-time job. All right. So these are the key things that I learned from this experience. Number one, gatekeepers. Don't let them slam the door in your face. In my case, this was HR, but really could be anyone in the process. I got super lucky that the director of the facility and I had that connection through our former job. I got really lucky that Erica, the hiring manager, was very open to meeting an OT. In my case, it truly was just HR. You may find gatekeepers in other parts of your journey. Find a creative way around them. Be respectful of the process, but don't be shy about kicking down whatever door stands between you and the opportunity. Number two, passion will take you far. Remember what Erica said to me, you're energized and it's infectious. People crave to be around people who are inspired and who inspire. You are no doubt one of those people. So show up, ask questions, add to the conversation, and demonstrate why you should have a seat at the table. Number three, move on if it's not a match. Every, Not every job out there will be a match for you. And that's 100% okay. Just like you aren't a match for every potential partner you may have dated or a match for every potential client, it's all good to recognize when it's time to move on. In the case of dating, this means it's time to have that it's not you, it's me conversation. For clients, it's when you refer them to another caring practitioner that may be a better fit due to their expertise, their approach, or their style. And in the job market, it's about recognizing that the environment may not be one where you will thrive. Unfortunately, there are probably more like this than not. While it's fantastic to shine a light for those who simply may not know that OTs are an incredible fit for pelvic health, 
It is not up to you to fight a battle when you are not seeing eye to eye or not getting the support you need or having to constantly prove yourself. In these cases, the person is not open to learning. You will find a home where you thrive. And when these situations present themselves, I simply say to myself, thank goodness I found out now. It's time to move forward and find or create an environment where I feel like a valuable part of the team because you are. So I'm going to jump into another story now where after, after I got this opportunity, I went back to New York City and now I've had a couple years experience under my belt and guess what? No one would hire me still. So the story I shared with you at the beginning of the podcast was the first time I got a job. Fast forward, I have experience, I still can't get a job. Now remember, this was over 10 years ago, but still people, I had experience. So guess what I did? I started the functional pelvis because I created an environment where I was going to be a valuable member of the team. Now that team was a team of one, but I'm going to tell you after getting a couple years experience, nothing was going to stop me from being an OT in pelvic health. I knew it was my calling when I was in graduate school and after working in the field, you better believe that I knew it was for me. Now, let's back up a minute and discuss something a bit more concrete. You may be wondering how to stand out from the pack and get noticed. I want to share what has worked for so many of the students I support through my online courses, OT Pioneers, and the follow-up to OT Pioneers, which is called OT Elevate, the Biopsychosocial Approach to Colorectal Conditions. And what I share with them is the OT Showcase Portfolio. So you may be wondering, what is an OT showcase portfolio for pelvic health? All right, taking the time to build one of these things will overcome any objections from hiring managers. They're gonna, it's gonna open doors you didn't think was possible. And really, it's just gonna make a path to obtaining your first job as an OT in pelvic health much smoother. An OT showcase portfolio demonstrates your resourcefulness and your capabilities. If you don't have the exact experience the hiring manager is looking for, then why should they take a risk on you, right? Well, very often they won't take the risk on you unless, unless you make it easy for them to see that in fact, it's not a risk to hire you. If your experience isn't there yet, then you need to convince them on other factors to hire you. And if you don't have a ton of experience, you can do this with your OT showcase portfolio. An OT showcase portfolio is simply an asset you put together that showcases your passion, your creativity, your resourcefulness, and gives the hiring manager a more accurate view of you as a practitioner or a budding practitioner. Now think about it. You may not have a ton of experience, but you know stuff. And that stuff you know probably isn't coming to life on your current resume. Because of this, a hiring manager may not see the benefits of taking a chance on you. So it's your job to take what you know, demonstrate how you apply it in real life, and bundle it up in a way that's easy to deliver to the hiring manager. That's your OT showcase portfolio. So what's an example? Let's, let's make this easy. 
Let's say you've already taken OT Pioneers, so you've learned how to perform an internal exam, but haven't done one on a client before. Well, why not get creative, perform the internal exam on yourself, create an intake form for yourself, document your findings, and prescribe, in quotations, a set of unique exercises, which maybe you film yourself. If the hiring manager asks you, have you ever performed an internal exam, and your answer was no, imagine how much better it would be if you said, actually, I've never done it in practice, but I've learned how to do it, and I've practiced on myself, and I've documented my findings. I designed a treatment plan, I wrote down my notes for each session, and I've bundled this up as a case study. Not only is this the documentation, but let me tell you about what I found dot, 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 dot. Boom. Imagine how much more powerful this response is versus just saying no. A no closes doors and stops the conversation. A response like the one I just gave is an open invitation to the hiring manager to ask more questions. They get intrigued, they find you creative, and they find you resourceful and passionate. And that, my friend, is going to distinguish you. So an OT showcase portfolio is a living, breathing example of what you can do with what you have. Did you know that the third annual OTs in Public Health Summit comes with 1.6 AOTA-approved CEUs? Now, while the in-person event has sold out, you can still purchase the recordings for $100 off using the link that's in the show notes. We have a professional videography team coming in to capture every single moment of the summit. So it's the next best thing to being there. Pick up your $100 off tickets with 1.6 AOTA approved CEUs by going to the link in the show notes. There's a few attributes that are super important for your OT showcase portfolio. Number one, professional. Yes, this is a work you are doing yourself, but it still needs to be professional. If you make a video, make sure it's well done. You don't need expensive equipment, but don't film it with your bed in the background or your kids walking by, let's say. If you're writing up documentation, make sure it's well formatted, easy to read, and guides the hiring manager on the steps you did in a logical fashion. It should show your resourcefulness. A compelling OT showcase portfolio demonstrates your resourcefulness. You don't have to shy away from saying you have limited experience. In fact, embrace it. Create a contrast between yourself and others in a similar situation and that you took the initiative to get all you could out of all you got. This makes you memorable and a compelling team member. Let's see, number three, have an interesting twist. Some people get intimidated if you tell them, make it interesting, and their creative juices dry up like water on a hot pavement. But what I mean by an interesting twist is an additional element you could add to make it even more distinctive. For example, let's say you decide to keep a bladder diary, document it, and chart the impact of water intake on your bladder. At the same time, you could go out and interview strangers and ask them questions to debunk myths around how frequently you're supposed to pee, how much water you should drink, etc., right? You can combine those interviews into a short 60-second reel, which demonstrates the need for more basic education and behavioral modification. But how memorable will you be when you combine it with interviews? That's right. 
very. (laughs) Does this seem like a lot of work? Perhaps, but when I feel that way, I get inspired by the following quote by Jerry Rice. Today, I will do what others won't, so tomorrow I can do what others can't. So, how do you find a pelvic health idea to showcase? First, and this is important, friends, don't be intimidated about coming up with an idea. You actually have a treasure trove of ideas at your fingertips. Believe me, you do. You can pull ideas from personal experience, friends and family's experience, case study examples, jump onto the OTs for Pelvic Floor Facebook group. I'm constantly doing case studies on there. Just steal them from me. You have my permission. And as you've learned about pelvic health, there's probably a topic that has piqued your interest and curiosity. It could be incontinence, painful sex, postpartum recovery, or any other host of pelvic health related topics. Pick one to focus on. Then ask yourself, is this something I have personal experience with? Do I know anyone who's experiencing this right now? The answer to those questions form the basis of your OT showcase portfolio. Here are some ideas to get your juices flowing. Create your own intake and eval form. Create your own sample treatment form. Find a family member who has incontinence. Evaluate them, treat them, and document what you learned. Find and review different dilators for clients with painful sex. Create a small video library, anywhere between six or eight exercises that someone could perform to learn how to downtrain their pelvic floor. Create a small community workshop dispelling common myths on the pelvic floor. There is a ton out there. (laughs) Create an audio-only guided 10-minute meditation to help someone find their pelvic floor. And lastly, document your own internal exam, findings, and proposed treatment plan. You are literally limited by your creativity. But if you think of an idea while you're stressed, it could be difficult. My advice? Find yourself an isolated time when you can sit down with a notebook by yourself, perhaps a cup of tea, and just write down the first 10 ideas that pop into your beautiful brain. Don't self-censor. Don't judge while you write. Don't ask yourself, but how? Just write down ideas to get them on paper. I have this quote written above my desk that I read when I feel like this, and it was written by some smart guy named Einstein. Imagination is more important than knowledge. Knowledge is limited. Imagination encircles the world. Somehow this centers me. After you've done that, give it a day. Sit on it. Come back to your list and start evaluating which one is compelling, which one you can do in, let's say, a reasonable amount of time and effort, and then literally just choose one. Don't get into analysis paralysis. Just make a decision and start acting on it. This will build the momentum, which leads to results. What is the best format for your OT showcase portfolio? After you've decided on your topic, the next critical decision is what format you will use. This format will be largely dictated by the topics as well as your strengths. Options include written, video, and audio. Writing is good for things like intake form examples, documentation, and treatment plans. Video is good for exercises, treatment ideas, informational interviews. Audio could be used for guided meditation, interviews, or other things where images may be distracting. 
When deciding on the format, it's really important to play to your strengths. If you don't like being in front of the camera, writing is probably best for you. Hate writing but enjoy public speaking? Let's do a video. That could be right up your alley. Whatever format you choose, get at least one friend or family member to look over your creation. This person should be someone who can give you critical and honest feedback. You want your final product to be professional, clear, and show you in the best light possible. It can be hard to be this self-aware, and this is where your reviewer can play a key role. They don't need to provide you with a ton of notes, but rather just answer a few key things. Does the result appear professional? If it's in video format, do you appear energetic? Are there awkward pauses or otherwise unclear language? Is the sound okay? And is there anything that's distracting, such as the background? Lastly, is the overall flow of info clear, concise, and well thought out? Remember, play to your strengths, get honest feedback, adapt, and move forward. Next up, get it into the hands of the pelvic health hiring manager. Yes, you've made it this far, and now is the exciting time to get it into the hands of the pelvic health hiring manager. The question now is, how the heck do I get the hiring manager to look at my work? There are two different situations. Depending upon the situation you are in, the strategy is a little bit different. The two situations are, number one, you have an upcoming interview booked and you need to make the best impression. Number two, you don't have an interview booked and you're using the OT showcase portfolio to get one. In situation one, you get the benefit of speaking to the hiring manager in person. This means you want to wow them with your OT showcase in person. What does this mean? If your OT showcase portfolio is something written, print it out on nice paper and get it bound at the printer with a title page. Create an engaging and catchy title. If you know the name of the hiring manager, you can say create it for X on the title page with the name of the hiring manager. You don't want to just tell the hiring manager, you want to show it to them. If your format is video or audio, then you can send them the information ahead of time or as a follow-up and a thank you note to them after the interview. If you choose the latter, be sure to talk about this work in your interview and let them know they can expect it. In situation two, your goal is to elicit the hiring manager's curiosity, get an interview booked, and overcome any of the hesitancy about you from the beginning. You will still want to package up your OT showcase portfolio and drop it off in person. You should include a quick cover letter explaining your interest in the role, why you've done this extra work, demonstrating your passion and capability, and ask them for a time to meet this work and the role. Don't be afraid of being direct and saying, I would love the opportunity to discuss with you the current role and how the extra work I've done makes me a stellar resource. To build momentum, Take time right now to do these things. Write down 10 ideas that can form the basis of your OT showcase portfolio. Let them marinate for a day and pick one. Pick the medium, video, written, or audio. Create your OT showcase portfolio and get it reviewed by at least one person. Get it into the hands of the hiring manager and don't give up until you land your first job. Taking the time to create your OT showcase portfolio for your first pelvic health job will tilt the odds in your favor. 
While networking is important, you will still need to overcome objections to paint yourself as the person they want to hire. Taking the time to create your OT showcase portfolio using these tips will do just that. Hit me up on email. Let me know how this goes for you. Oh my goodness, I'm so excited for your conviction and your commitment to this profession. You can always email me at lindsayvestal at functionalpelvis.com. It'll be in the show notes. Thanks for listening to another episode of OTs and Pelvic Health. If you haven't already, hop onto Facebook and join my group, OTs for Pelvic Health, where we have thousands of OTs at all stages of their pelvic health career journey. This is such an incredibly supportive community where I go live each and every week. If you love this episode, please take a screenshot of this episode on your phone and post it to IG, Facebook, wherever you post your stuff, and be sure to tag me and let me know why you like this episode. This will help me to create in the future what you want to hear more of. Thanks again for listening to the OTs and Pelvic Health Podcast.